Me being with him is more important than me doing for him. I think that as my um, confidence ebbs and flows, um, reminding myself, just be with God. If I can be with God, then I am doing what he has called me to do for this season. If it feels hard, you're probably doing great things and it's definitely worth it. Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson, and I am super excited for today's episode. I invited my friend Lindsay to talk and share about her experience as a brand new kids pastor. She jumped into the role as kids pastor and also jumped into the Kids Ministry Circle coaching program, which we'll get to that. But we had a blast spending three months talking all about all things kids ministry, from volunteer scheduling to summer events. We were never short on things to talk about. Lindsay shares about how she knew this is exactly where God wanted her to be, what it was like to move into this role, and how she worked really hard to listen first and act second. I know you will be so encouraged by Lindsay's story. As you listen to Lindsay's story and are interested in learning more about the Kids Ministry Circle coaching program, you can head to kidsministrycircle.com slash coaching to learn more and schedule a call with someone from our team. All right, now onto our conversation with Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So excited to be here, Lauren. I'm so glad that you're here. So why don't you kick us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, talking about how you got into kids ministry and where you currently serve? Yes. So um, I am currently at Plum Creek Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. Um, We have been at this church for a few years. My husband's actually the worship pastor here, which is kind of fun. Um, And I came on board about hmm, three years ago, maybe about three years ago, um, as the, well, at the time it was the welcome experience team leader. And then we morphed it into guest care, trying to make it um, just kind of up the level of from an experience to just really caring for the people who were coming. So um, I did that for about three years. And then um, just last October, so about four or five months ago, um, stepped into the role of lead children's pastor here. Um, which was exciting and also a bit of a shock for people on my team who thought I was just the girl who said hi to everyone and oversaw the coffee team. Um, But prior to working at this church, I um, had worked at a nonprofit in California where we were a parachurch organization. We partnered with a lot of churches and did um, ministry in low-income areas. Then I was a classroom teacher for a while, um, took a brief stint in the fitness world, and then circled back to ministry. So um, it's kind of fun to see how all of the different careers that I've had um, lend themselves to this specific one, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. And so part of the reason why I wanted you to come on the podcast is We've gotten to know each other through Kids Ministry Circle coaching over the past couple months. And I think you jumping into this role, coming from a different role on staff, is more common than I feel like we talk about. And just this idea of moving ministries and this idea of being asked to be in kids ministry and thinking, sure, like, why not? Like, I feel like. 
that could work. And a lot of people find themselves surprisingly leading kids ministry. And so I would love just for you to talk about what did that transition look like? Jumping into a new role, overseeing this kids ministry environment. How was that like? What did, what were your feelings as you were entering into this new role? I had so many feelings, Lauren. (laughs) Um, So for about a year uh, before I took the new role, I had felt just like a sense of, I have more to give. I'm a mom. I have three boys and um, they had finally all started being in full-time school. And um, I was working part-time at a few different jobs, but I just felt like my prayer over and over again was like, Lord, I've got some time. I feel like I finally have my brain back (laughs) after becoming a mom and I want to serve you and I want to make an impact in the world. And I love my part-time job, but I've got more in me. Um, and so he and I have been talking a lot about that, the Lord and I, and (laughs) then we had a big turnover of staff at our church and, um, our church is, I think about 17 years old, more or less. And the, it must be a little less than that. Anyway, the founding children's pastor was well loved. She had, you know, been there from day one for 15 years. Wow. She had been in the same role. So she had built the staff. She had totally built the program and did an amazing job. And um, she felt actually called back to the school classroom. Um, and so she was following the Lord on her own journey and she left a, it left a really big hole at our church. Um, there were, and there was another staff member who everyone kind of assumed she would take the lead and she also quit. <laughs> she decided to be a home, stay at home mom. And so it was interesting just the way that God was leading everybody out, but we were all kind of left being like, well, what? What's the deal? Who's going to do this? Myself included. I'm like, Lord, who will be our new children's pastor? We do not know. Um, and so one of our staff who she was fairly new, um, she had been a resident at our church and then she was overseeing the early childhood program. She became the interim um, lead children's pastor over a children's ministry of like 400 kids. So it was kind of a big deal. Um, anyway, she stepped into that and was the interim leader. And then um, kind of out of the blue, I felt like God saying, hey, Lindsay, um, I'd like you to apply for the lead children's position. And I was like, are you sure, God? I don't know about that. Um, but I talked to him more, God, and I talked to my husband. And um, we both felt like, yeah, let's, I think this is where God's leading this. This might be the answer that you've been looking for a year. And so the more I stepped into it, went through the interview process, um, the more it became a reality, the more I got really excited about it. And I got excited to tap into parts of my brain that I hadn't used for a long time, the programming piece and the children's ministry and teaching and um, all of the fun things that I had kind of been missing. Um, So it just became, um, and then I even have told people since then, I still kind of thought like I was just obeying God. And I was like, sure, God, I will serve as tribute. I will do whatever you need me to do. I love you so much. Um, but after starting and kind of getting my feet wet and and getting running in it, I've realized I love it. And it's not just obedience. It's truly doing something that I love and I'm passionate about. So I'm not sure if that answered your question. <laughs> no, that's super great. I One, I love so many things about that story. One, just how you talk about how you talk to God is like so sweet. It's like me and him were just <laughs> chatting and we were just, we were just talking back and forth. I think that's so sweet. And then also just 
how you walked in obedience and God showed you abundantly more. And I think that's such a sweet story of saying like, sometimes we walk in obedience and we say, okay, if I must, if I must do this, I'm going to obey. And, and there's been stories like that in my own life of, of where you think you get six months down the line and you're like, oh, this is why, this is why I was walking in obedience because God has shown me a multitude of reasons and a multitude of examples on why he wants me in this space. And I think that's such a sweet reminder for ministry leaders, but also just people who are working hard to follow Jesus. That is like walking in obedience is sometimes you walk with a big question mark over your head. And sometimes we may never know the answers, but sometimes God is really kind and gracious to us and reveals things to us as we go. And so I love, I love that story. And I feel like that's a very common story of people just like ending up in kids ministry and then being like, I love it so much. Um, But talked a little bit about logistics, like coming into kids ministry. You've had a little bit experience here. You've had experience in a church before. Like, what were some of your biggest hurdles as you were a brand new kids pastor? Yeah, I think um, I had all of the skills were there. And, and and I had a lot of relational equity going in, which I think mm-hmm. was really important. I knew all of the key players. I knew the staff. I know the culture of the church. I know so many of the families. So I feel like I had a lot of positives and a lot of assets and resources. But there was, I mean, I hadn't literally been a children's pastor before. Um, And so there was a lot of room to grow there. Um, And so I think being really intentional about bringing people around me who could lead and guide me, um, you, for example, (laughs) are one person, my um, lead pastor knew of you from somewhere, I'm not sure where. And so he just sent me an email and was like, hey, this gal Lauren offers coaching. So you might want to reach out to her. And I was like, well, sure. Um, and so having you for the first, was it six months? It was no, only three, months. three months. It was only three months. I we know. Did. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, having you, I think just, and we, I remember you saying like, do you want to start right away or do you want to wait? And I'm like, no girl, I want to start right away. <laughs> um, and I even think of the progression of our conversations where I was like, I'm going to take on the world at our first conversation. And by the last one, it was like, I'm just doing the one thing. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Um, yeah. It was just so great to have someone outside of my organization who was knowledgeable um, and resourced to just be able to say, just know that it was a safe place for me to process out loud what I was thinking, what I was feeling um, was really. And then for you to offer resources and advice and have you read this book? Have you Mm -hmm. this document? So um, that was really key. I think another thing that was really helpful in coming in. Um, was just not only learning from you, but listening and learning to my staff because a lot of them had been there for a while. Contributors, uh, we at our church, we call our volunteers contributors. So sometimes I slip up and use our, our internal language, but um, our volunteers, some of them have been serving for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so rather than come in and just say like, oh gosh, I'm the new girl, I'm going to change all of these things really taking the time to listen and learn from all of them and hear um, their feedback 
was a really good way to drive me forward because I tend to be a bit of an ideas person. And so um, the first few months while I was meeting with you and just acclimating, I set up some key meetings with key volunteers. I set up a focus group of parents. I met with the staff. And then I thought there was one more. Maybe that was it. Just those three. Um, And I asked them the same questions. What is going right? What's going wrong? Mm-hmm. What is missing and what is confusing? And so then taking that, um, the, it's a tool that are, we use a lot called Floor Helpful Lists. But having those same questions across the board helped me identify, oh, there's a lot of people saying this same thing. It just sounds different coming out of a parent's mouth than it does a staff mouth. But they're all identifying this is something that we would like to grow in or These are the things that we love about our ministry across the board. All of those three groups really enjoyed it. So don't touch that, but maximize it and keep it, keep it going and stuff. So I think that um, doing something like that was able to give me credibility and know that people now when I make changes or we're doing something, people are like, oh, she asked, she's using my idea, Mm -hmm. you know, and you get that, that buy-in because people were able to weigh in on what's happening. Um, and it just helped me. I had a perspective, you know, being a staff meeting member at the church and having my kids in, parent, in the kids ministry. I had my own perspective and I didn't want that one to override and be the most important because right. there were so many other valuable people at play. And so I think, um, you know, having the coaching sessions and then just really listening and learning um, were really helpful as I transitioned. Yeah, I remember. One of my favorite things that you did kind of off of listening was I remember one call we jumped on and you literally had like all your giant sticky notes behind you. And I kept asking, okay, what's working? What's not working? Talk to me. And you were like, hold on, let me look at my sticky note. And you would like, (laughs) your lists were large and they were right in front of you and you could reference them often. And I just think that's a really... Uh, that's a mark of a really good leader is someone who can listen and someone who could take what you heard and put it into action. And I like, that was one of the most fun calls that I have been a part of because it wasn't like when I asked you what's working, it wasn't like, Oh, well, I think this, or I think this It's like, no, these people said this, and this team said this, and these parents said this, and you had some really practical examples to help lead you as you led the ministry. And so I think that was is, is a smart tool that anybody can take on. Now, what does that group or those people groups look like moving forward? Like, do you still connect with the parent group? Do you still connect with those volunteers? What does that look like moving forward as you make these changes? Yeah, we... It hasn't been as regular as, you know, right off the bat, but um, I, so I'm the lead pastor and then Molly, um, she was the one who was the interim pastor um, before I was hired. She's now our elementary pastor. And so she's working with um, some of those contributors um, to just speak life into our programming and curriculum. So she is going to start meeting with them regularly to help her plan her things. Um, And then I've continued meeting with some of the parents to help bring them into some of the events that we're going to do. Um, One of our values at churches give ministry away. And so we are always, anytime we start a new program, we don't do it alone. We try to get a team of vested 
church members or, you know, parents or volunteers Mm -hmm. will say, yeah, we'll come alongside. We would love to help make that event happen. Um, So I think it's less, it's a little more organic than it was those first couple of weeks. But the feedback that we've got from those people and the relationships that we were able to build with them um, has been really key. And so they're continuing to rise up as some of our key players as we move forward. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question and I didn't send it to you beforehand. So you may take a couple minutes to think about it. Uh, What have you learned about God since jumping into this role as a kid's pastor? Oh my gosh, Lauren. Well, I will just say what he and I have been talking about lately. And you're going to have to close your eyes and vision some math symbols and words. (laughs) So the word be and then the greater than symbol do. That is what I want to put it on a shirt. So um, I am an Enneagram three. I like a task list. I like to get things done. Um, I feel value in that. And God has sort of been telling me this my whole life, but he's been yelling at me lately, um, is that me being with him is more important than me doing for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, I mean, even I, if you look back through my journals in the last couple of months, most of them are filled with to-do lists and talk to this person about this and plan this program. And if we did this program, it would start at 10. And then at 10, 10, we would do an icebreaker. That was my journal. And God was like, you stop it. And so I have transitioned to, I'm not allowed to do any lists in my journal, which I mean, really journals are not for lists. Right. Um, But he is just, I've been just reading Bible verses again, and just kind of getting back to spending time with him and letting that be what drives me. And Um, before I go into a meeting or before I speak, um, being with him instead of reviewing my notes again and again, or you know what I mean. Um, And to be honest with you, um, and anyone else who's listening, I there was a sense of because I did know everybody and they knew me as like, oh, that fun girl who makes the coffee and she works the welcome desk and says hi to everyone. It was a shift for them then for now I'm the lead children's pastor and it was a shift for them and it was a shift for me. And there were a lot of times that I still am like, Hey God, were you, did I hear you right? Are you sure I'm the person for this job? And that's when he continues to lead me back to B. B is more important than do. This is where I want you to be right now with me. And then I'll help you do all the things. You don't have to worry about that. So I think that as my um, confidence ebbs and flows, um, reminding myself, just be with God. If I can be with God, then I am doing what he has called me to do for this season. And yeah, it's not yeah that's awesome. I love that so much. I think uh, we, you definitely need a shirt. I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Like I'm thinking like shirts. Hats, just go all out, like car decals, the whole thing. Just get the whole thing. Leg warmers, maybe. Yes, (laughs) for sure. For sure, leg warmers. Oh, my goodness. That would be hilarious. Uh, But that's so so encouraging of just, and I feel like most kids ministry leaders and the people who are listening are probably doing something right now. They're probably listening to this and multitasking. And that's what podcasts are for. I use podcasts for that. 
my in my own life, but just this reminder of like, what does it look like to be? I heard this recently and I know, I can't remember who said it. I don't, it was not me. I didn't say this. I didn't come up with this, but <laughs> there's a difference between prepping curriculum and prepping to teach kids and being in God's word as yourself. And mm-hmm. a lot of times those are together. Someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm prepping for teaching on Sunday, or I'm prepping curriculum, or I'm reading through this. And that counts as quiet time or time with yourself and the Lord. And those two do not equal the same thing. Right. And I think as kids ministry leaders, it's really easy to say, oh, well, I've been in God's word all week. And you're like, well, have you been using it to prep for church on Sunday? Well, is that actually you being filled by spending time with God or is that you working? Right. Um, And so I think just this reality of, Hey, sometimes it's okay to just be. And when your confidence in yourself is wavering, one God's confidence is you is not wavering. And also your confidence in God is not wavering. And so that's such a sweet reminder of, of doing is not, does not equate your worth in the kingdom of God. And you can just be and sit and learn and study and listen. And God will continue to work in and through you and in and through your ministry. And that's such a sweet um, reminder. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad I asked that question. And also I'm glad you shared. (laughs) Well, me too. Thanks God. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have another question. As you being a mom of three boys, and jumping into this pastoral role that requires outside of nine to five. And you have experience with this because your husband has been on staff as the worship pastor, but how have you as a mom carried that load of ministry, but also being a mom? Yeah. Um, It's, we are currently in a sweet season and as raising children go, um, if you listen to this next year, it may have all changed, but here's how it's working right now. Um, Our boys are the oldest is almost 12. The middle is 10. And then the youngest is eight. And um, they are kind of used to being, you know, at church all the time. We have a Saturday service and then we have two Sunday ones. And even when I was in the guest care department, they were here a lot and they would follow me around and, they were kind of my sidekicks. They would sometimes get to play a video game in dad's office because they like to make a fun connection at church sometimes. Um, but it's been really fun to have them with me now. So we have, there's three services. So the rule roughly is they attend a service, they serve at a service, and then they play at a service. Um, and so my older one, he has actually been volunteering for a while. He works in the preschool class, so he's already on a serving rotation. Um, and then he will either attend big church because our ministry goes through fifth grade. Um, so he'll go sit with a friend's family or something in there, or he'll go to youth group at night. Um, and then if they want to, sometimes they'll stay at home and play during the Saturday service and they'll come on Sunday. Um, but what has been fun is when I was in guest care, there wasn't really a place for them. So they just were my little shadows, but it's been really fun for them to get to know the kids, to get to see them teach things. And, um, they love serving and, 
don't tell them I said this, but a lot of times they don't even take the play option. They will just be yeah. like, oh, do we need help in the two-year-old room today? We hope this little girl is there because she's so cute. Um, and so I just feel like it's been really fun to incorporate them in what we're doing. Um, and I mean, it's still parenting and working doesn't matter what job you have. There's always a juggling aspect yeah. of it. Um, and so, you know, sometimes... I love my staff. Sometimes I have a sports game on Saturday and I'm like, I cannot be there. I will rock Sunday. You guys take Saturday. So I think there's a balance of um, making them feel like they have ownership and this is our family's ministry, but also their kids and they have sports and they have friends. And if a friend invites them over, well, they might just miss church one weekend and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's just a balance of making sure that um, they are taken care of and they get to just be kids and they get to have fun and all of those things. But also they get to be a part of the kingdom of God and reminding them um, and one of the little girls in the two year old class, she has older brothers. And so when my eight year old was in there volunteering, um, they are actually not native English speaker or it's not their first language. So they mm -hmm. speak a different at home. So she usually doesn't talk. And the teacher that was in there said, I have never seen her talk so much. She just talked and talked and talked to your son. So I told him after I said, buddy, God used you in that class today because she, you put her at ease, you made her feel comfortable. And um, anyway, it's just fun to get to point out like, look, look, God's using you. You're just being you. And God is totally using you for yeah. his glory. So it's been really, it's a very sweet season. Again, check in next year. Everything may have shifted, <laughs> but right yeah. now. It's great. <laughs> That's so sweet. I love what you said about, it's not just mom, mom's job and dad's job. Like this is your whole family participating in the church together and allowing them to be kids and saying, Hey, if you miss a Saturday night or we want you to still be able to do sports and just like finding the balance. And I feel like balance is like an everyday thing. You wake up and you say, what's, what's happening today. It doesn't always feel easy. I think there's another quote that I've heard is like, you give a hundred percent where you are in that moment. And mm -hmm. it's not like, well, 50% church, 50% kids. It's like, no, when you're at church, you give a hundred percent. And when you're with your kids, you give a hundred percent. And um, I think that's modeled. I love your idea of like, serve one, attend one, play one. I think that is brilliant of just like letting them say, Hey, you can just sit in my office and just play. Cause a lot of times, like even my own kids were at church three times a week and they are known. And sometimes being known is overwhelming, right? especially for little kids and for teenagers. And just this idea of like, Hey, sometimes if you need to escape from being known on a Sunday, you can go sit in my office and play video games and just like giving them the freedom. I think that is really sweet. And, and it's a gift for them because then they feel like, I think one of the biggest prayers I have for my kids is I never want them to be bitter against the church for taking time away from like mom or dad or time together. And, and so it's a constant like, okay, God, are we in the right season? How can we make this a more enjoyable space for everybody? And um, and I love that sweet story about your son and how you were able to call out some of his gifting. And that's so sweet. And I feel like stuff like that stays with kids for a long time. Mm 
because they remember those sweet moments. And you never know. Maybe that's just planting a seed that one day he will be in kids ministry as a staff person. You never know. I would not mind. I think he'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So our last question we always ask is if you were talking to someone who was brand new in kids ministry, what would be your words of encouragement or advice? Um, so many, I think that I would say, well, this sounds like a downer, but stay with me. (laughs) I would say that things that are hard are worth it. And if something is not hard, it may not be worth it. And so, um, you know, especially as you're getting your feet wet and, you know, you're having conflict or I know for me, anytime that I've stepped into a new leadership role, Um, it is common for people to leave because anytime there's a new leader, there's always transition Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and the rules have changed. They were like, Oh, I signed up for this person and now you're here and I don't know you and I don't want to work for you, which is fine. It's actually not personal. So I think just preparing yourself that when you are brand new, things are going to shift and it's actually not you. It's just the nature of Uh, how things work in ministry and life. When the rules change, people need the opportunity to say, oh, I'm in for that. Or actually, I'm going to bow out now. And so when they do that, we bid them adieu. We thank them so much that they served for 12 years and they probably just needed a break, you know? Um, So the first thing is, I think, don't be surprised at transition and don't take it personally. Um, The second thing is that if it feels hard, you're probably doing great things and it's definitely worth it. Um, I guess that's it. That's just the two. <laughs> there's just two. I thought there was three, but there's only two. That's um, right. But yeah, the the hard and worth it. I think, I mean, and even in parenting, I always, you know, at the long, sometimes you get to bed at the end of the day and you're like, whoa, we parented today. And other days it does not feel that hard. But I think mm-hmm. the days when you're like tilling that ground and you're redirecting and you're having those hard conversations those are the days that stick with them and yeah. set them up for success later. Um, and if you think parenting and children's ministry is really easy, you may need to ask yourself if you're doing it right. Yeah. Um, it's not hard. Um, might not be right. I don't know. That doesn't sound very encouraging. So sorry. No, but. I think that's, that's super <laughs> encouraging. Kids ministry is messy and people are messy. And when you're doing the hard work, it's worth it. Like it will be worth it in the long run. And just like in parenting and kids ministry, you have to play the long game and you have to think, okay, I'm doing the hard work by investing in these volunteers and pouring my life into these kids. And we may not see the fruit for another 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but we hope, right? We hope and we pray that the seeds are being planted and that God will work in the lives of these kids and these volunteers. And it's hard work, but it's worth it. And it is encouraging. So uh, your encouragement was actual encouragement. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Okay, Lindsay, if uh, people can or want to connect with you, if they want to email you, if they have more questions for you, what would be a good contact for them to connect with you? I mean, they could email me. Great. That would be great. Will that, do I say that? Will be in the show notes? How does that work? I would love to connect with everyone. I love connecting with people. (laughs) No, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, And yeah, do you guys, does Plum Creek have an Instagram? We do. Is it like worth a follow? (laughs) It's not. We, I mean, you can. We want it to be worth following. (laughs) 
<laughs> Plum Creek Church has an awesome Instagram. Okay. And then kids, I actually am not, we will put it in the show notes. We will. That's right. What the, um, what the Creek Kids is, um, we don't post as often as I wish that we did. And by we, I mean I. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, but Plum Creek Church is a great one to follow. We post great things as a church. And um, then Creek Kids is our children's ministry here in Castle Rock. And stop by if you are local. Yeah. I would love to hug your neck. So, yep. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, good. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lauren. It's a blast. I am so glad that Lindsay was able to join us today on the podcast. Her story is one that I know many of us can relate to, and I was so encouraged by what God is teaching her about how oftentimes being is greater than doing. If you would like to learn more about the Kids Ministry Circle coaching program, how to connect with Lindsay, or how to follow along to what Plum Creek is up to these days, you can head to the show notes to find everything you need. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow Kids Ministry Circle on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Ministry Circle. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.